Hi, Pastor Greg here. I am the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church in Montana. You are listening to the live Sunday service that streams most Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. If you would like to listen to past broadcasts, you can find us at www.agjordanmt.com. You can find links for our live broadcast as well as links to past broadcasts. Look for Jordan Assembly of God Church on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify. Or if you like to watch the service, you can follow the video links and subscribe to be notified when we go live. We are doing a series on both letters written to the Christians in Thessalonica called Thessalonians. So without further introduction, Thessalonians. We have, we're in uh, part nine of First Thessalonians, and the title of this is Concepts. And we have been going through Thessalonians, and we have been studying about how to witness in, in with the power of character, the Holy Spirit, and grace, which is the grace is the divine influence upon our heart and its reflection in our life. That's that outpouring, that, that outshowing what people see. And the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit will bring down arguments and will basically is the prover of wrongs. That we allow the effect, the experience of what God is doing to affect us, which means to look upon something that is not natural for me, but something that I'm going to model after. So it's not natural for me to love my enemies, but that's exactly what God is asking me to do. And so if I allow the experience with God to, or the effect of God to affect me, I'm modeling my life after something that is not something that comes natural. Truth is substance. It is the meaning of life. If you're, if you're wanting substance in your life, if you want meaning in your life, you need to follow after truth. Truth then leads into identity because this is a wrestling with all the doubts and the worries and of who my character is. What is my character? Who am I? And God has your identity in truth, but that takes a lot of wrestling going on, just as we learned with, with Jacob and and how he wrestled with the angel and he that's how he got the name Israel was with him wrestling with that identity and find, finding identity. And then we learn to inspire faith by growing our faith. And we grow our faith by the simple thing of, of following after truth. And then finally, last week we talked about fellowship, which is two words, um, which is basically fellow or pairing with, and then ship, which is a peculiar vessel a peculiar vessel meant for transportation. So if you combine those words, if you combine that together, is that we are paired together by the Holy Spirit in this peculiar vessel of redemption and salvation, and we're meant to journey. So fellowshipping with one another is literally, basically us getting together and we're journeying together on this, on this road, going through this life. And that leads us to concepts, which we're going to start today in Philippians chapter 2, and we're actually going to be going all the way through verse 11, but I'm going to read the first five today. And in Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 1, therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy... Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, 
being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own business or own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day, and I pray, Father, that you may be with those that cannot make it today, and I pray, Father, that you may touch and, and just minister to those and protect, and uh, may your healing touch be upon them. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. We're dealing with the term of concepts today, and in Philippians, we started this morning out in Philippians 2, 1 through 11. And the very first four verses of, of chapter 2, it goes through the concept of character. It deals with the fact of that if, if any fellowship, if there's anything, any affection, that let nothing be done with selfishness. So let nothing be done in conceit. And let, let, do not think yourself higher than or more than or greater than. But that, you know, everything... Put, um, let each of you look out not only for his own interests but also for the interests of others. And that's a concept of character. In verse 5 is the example of character. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And then the next several verses address the authority of Jesus because it says this, who being in the form of God, verse 6, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So we have the authority of the character. So we have the concept of character. We have the example of the character, and we have the authority of the character. This is who you are supposed to be. This is, this is why you're supposed to be. And this is the authority that basically says this is, this is how you're supposed to be. Now, the reason why I put down a concept is because a concept comes from something that is seen or felt, okay? And this comes from the term, uh, the Latin term or word conceptum, which was in, back in 1554. And then this later was this word. You will not find the actual word in the 1828 dictionary. You will not find concept. You will find conception there. And it was defined by a term called pneumatology. Now, pneumatology, in today's day and age, pneumatology is only referenced in philosophy at this point. But in 1828, when the, when the word was, was being used, it actually had the study of elastic fluids or spiritual substances. Interesting, right? Because it comes in, in the form of pneumatics, which is the study of chemistry and philosophy. That chemistry deals with gases and philosophy deals with air. The things that exist, you know are there. 
Like when you breathe, if it wasn't for, you know, oxygen, you wouldn't be there, but you can't see it. You can't touch it, but it's there. So the reason why this is so important is because in 1828, pneumatology brought forth more depth to concept because concept is literally this, and the definition is up there. It is the act of conceiving in the mind, the mental act or, act or combination of acts by which an idea or notion is formed. Absent the perception or a sensation formally felt. Absent. So you're like, okay, Greg, I'm really, really confused. Try this. The concept is outside when you look at something and you see something or you experience something and then later on you're trying to remember what that thing that you were, that you saw. So you're not, so you're not looking at it anymore. Okay, so try this. I'm going to show you an image for a brief second. And then if I can have just a few, it doesn't have to be everybody, but just a few, give me an idea of what your thought of what it was, just really briefly. Anybody willing to... Okay, bird. Okay, anybody else have something to add to that? Huh? Air, okay, air wispies. So we got bird, we got air wispies. Okay, let's try it for a little bit longer. Because by the way, what you just did was the concept of the image that you actually just saw. You're not looking at it. This is concept. Okay, now watch. Now what? We have bird, we have air wispies, anything more? Dove, okay, more detail, good. Dove, anybody else? Flying, okay, flying, yeah. I mean, it wasn't sitting on a, it wasn't sitting on there, good. Okay, let's just look at it. What are all the little details that you can see? Well, I see like there's different colors. Yeah, oh, wind, definitely. Notice that the longer you look at the image, when you're no longer looking at it, do you have a pretty good concept of exactly what you were looking at? You tell me, you ask me, why is it important, Greg, that you pray? Why is it important, Greg, that, that you follow after Jesus? Why is it important to take the time to look at the Son of God? It's because you will live that day in the concept of what your view of God is. 
When you put God first in your life and you look to God and you see God, your concept when, you, when you're done with your prayer, you're done with your Bible reading, and you're going on the rest of your day, of course Jesus is always with you. God is always with you. We know that. But the thing about it is we go through on our day. We operate our day based on the concept of what we were focusing on. The longer we look at, the longer we see, the deeper the concept of God we have. And so, here's the thing. It's that when we're dealing with concepts and we're dealing with thought processes, the more you look at Jesus, the more you follow after God, the more you concentrate on God, if I'm looking at Jesus and I'm following after God and you're looking at Jesus and you're following after God, the longer you look at him and the longer I look at him, then we have exactly some similarities there because we had one person, nobody, nobody disagreed that it was a bird. We had some similarities there. And then the wispy things, nobody disagreed that there was wispy things. And then, and then we had dove. And then we had flying. And then we had, you know, and I, I noticed like different colors the longer I looked at it. We, had all, we were all looking at the same image. We were all looking at the same picture. But we were all getting and generating something different out of it, which is great. We were all looking at the same thing, which means that the concept of when we're actually following after God, when we're following after, there's going to be some aspects of that experience or that effect that God is having upon our lives that we're going to take away from. But the longer that we look, the longer we see the longer we see all the details, then when I'm not looking at the image, I still have that image pretty fairly clear in my mind. I could kind of have a, a general idea of the kind of some of the pictures and whatever. So that right there is the term concept. What you and what we were doing right then and there was the term concept. And you do it every single day when you concentrate and focus on God and you're praying to God and you're allowing the Word of God and the relationship with God to change your concept of what you're actually doing. Because, guaranteed, we can go our entire lives and you will never reach the full depth of exactly who God is. Every single day, he's always revealing something new. And I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you get to 120 years old. I remember meeting a lady who was 104 years old in their relationship with God. It was new every day, she said. So I have a few years to wait until I get up to 104. But according to her, I still have a journey to go. So why is this important? It's because when we... When we look at things, when we want to address certain concepts, we have a tendency to build laws and rules around these concepts so that people have an understanding of my understanding of that picture, for instance, or my understanding of God in that realm. And so we come up with rules and laws and we come up with doctrines that actually say, well, this is, this is my viewpoint. Do you agree with that viewpoint? And you bring about. But here's the thing is, is that Jesus is the one that said that the Holy Spirit is the computer. 
Jesus says that the Holy Spirit is the one that actually is the one that proves wrongs and makes out errors. The Holy Spirit is the one that actually guides us into all truth. There is no other guide to all truth. It is only the Holy Spirit. You want to know what truth is? Follow after the Holy Spirit. You want to know who truth, who truth is? You need to have a, a relationship with Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And the Holy Spirit has come into the world and he's confuting the world, proving wrongs, pointing out errors, and he's leading into all truth. And if you're willing to actually follow after that, that is what it is. So with the Holy Spirit brings us closer to pairs, by the way. Let this mind be in you. Let this notion, let this idea, let this mindset be in you. And so when Paul was dealing with the Thessalonians, when he was actually dealing with those, those people in Thessalonia, he didn't go into the little minutia, but yet he dealt with the aspects that was going on, the concepts that were going on in relationships and love and in a type of life. So if you flip over to 1 Thessalonians, and I won't be too much longer, And so when we deal with the concepts that Paul is actually doing, he says this, Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God. Notice the example, something seen, something, something felt, something witnessed. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. So he deals with relationships. That each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. That no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter because the Lord is the avenger of all such as we also forewarned you and testified. So, you know, do not allow selfishness do not allow selfishness to take hold because whatever your thoughts and opinions of something will come out in actions. If you are selfish in heart and in mind, if you are selfish, if you are always wanting what you want, if that's what you're focused on, that selfishness will come out in actions and it will hurt. And, it, and, and basically what Paul warns, especially in this matter when it comes to relations, especially when it comes to this kind of thing, especially... Um, like, do not hurt or harm your brother because Jesus is the avenger of that. God is the avenger of that. And no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter. And then why? For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. There we have the authority. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God who, also, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, the confuter of the world, the one that points out wrongs, the one that, that is leading us into all truth, the one that is to reveal things that God is actually saying through Jesus, okay? And so who gives us the Holy Spirit? So it's not, when, when those kind of things are in, it's not that we're actually rejecting man, we're actually rejecting God when it comes to that because it's something that is greater than. So 
allow your relationships, abstain from such things because of, of the, the immensity of hurt there. Also in verse 9, but concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another, and indeed you do so toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. It's basically, we have no need to actually say something about loving one another because God is the one that teaches us how to love one another. God is the, God is the one that actually builds us up. Are you noticing that Paul very much is focusing on the fact of listen to the Holy Spirit, listen to God, listen to Jesus? This is where your relationship is founded. It's not founded upon you know, man or man's opinions or man's thoughts of things, it is founded upon he who literally created what is right in all the world. That Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. <clears throat> and if you're going to actually follow after, this is how you do. And um, the people in Thessalon Thessalonians was listening to God and they were loving and they were showing. And that fruit was presented to everybody around. There wasn't a person around that was going like, oh my word, those Christians over in Thessalonians, they really know how to, they need to know how to love people. No, they knew that they were loved. All they had to do was be around them. The love and the care was right there. The character. And then the last concept was the type of life in verse 11, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, that you may walk properly toward those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. Very, very important. Lead a quiet life. This knows? Keep it in your own business. I like, I like the complete Jewish Bible in this. It, it, it brings about just a little bit different. In verse 11, also make it your ambition to live quietly. Make it your ambition to live quietly, to mind your own business, and to earn your living by your own efforts, just as we told you. Then your daily life, listen to this, then your daily life will gain the respect of outsiders and you will not be dependent on anyone. I thought it was very, very good, very kind of well, you know, rounding that out. The concept, ultimately, is to have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. That my concept of God, when I, am, when I have read the Bible, when I am there, that my concept of God will be one that my takeaway is to love one another, to be forgiving, to be humble, to honor, to respect. And it's not just for one person or this person, or that person. Not just for those people. It's actually a state of being. It's actually a state of being. That is who you are. That the concept of God that you hold to be true is a state of being that, that you may love one another. Not I love this or that person, but I live in a state of love, thankfulness, and forgiveness. Concept. What do you think of God? What is your takeaway from God? You know, 
what is that feeling? What is that thought process? What is that concept? What is the act or the combination of acts that produces a notion in your head or an idea in your head about who God is? Because that is a very, very important concept that Paul was trying to actually get across. That people in Thessalonians and in, in Thessalonica would actually get that. For relate for in how you deal with relationships and how you deal with loving one another, and in how in the type of life you should lead. So next week we're going to be getting into part ten. And that'll be First Thessalonians chapter 4, and we're going to continue in that. And uh, so let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day, and I want to thank you for this time. I pray, Father, that we may just honor you, that we may have that, that grasp of who you are and always be seeking you. And as Paul stated in Colossians about that we may be filled with all the knowledge of your desire, in all wisdom, and all understanding, that we may walk worthy of the path, that we may be steadfast, and that we may be grounded and rooted in your word. I pray, Father, that you may be with those who are sick. I pray, Father, that you may touch and that you may heal. I pray, Father, that you may be with those who are in pain. I pray, Father, there is a there was a request. Um, there was an individual who just got diagnosed with stage 4 cancer colon cancer. And I pray, Father, that you may touch, that you may heal, that you may be with, and that you may minister to the family, that you may minister to to that, just everybody around, and may, that you may guide, and that you may lead, and that your, that your touch of healing will be upon them. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. I hope that you enjoyed it. To follow along with this series, you can go to www.agjordanmt.com and following the links for current and past broadcasts. I hope that you have a wonderful day.